lashes. to this podcast on your iPhone via podcast on the Apple app, please leave me a voice message. I am wanting to hear from you all. I know a lot of people have been plugging into this podcast. I truly, truly appreciate it. I have so much in store. Uh, for the meantime, y'all know I've been busy. Just a quick update on life. I your business um it wasn't pressed upon me to get into this but i'm gonna talk about it for a little bit a lot of people is trying to catch a wave of lash extensions like i'm not gonna lie at one point i was one of those people trying to you know get on the coattail you know trying to get my little board and you know catch a wave and uh, it took me a minute to catch that wave, you know, and I'm still searching for that big wave that I can just surf on for a minute. If you're a surfer, you understand what I'm talking about. And fun fact, y'all, I have surfed before. actually loved it. I did get on a wave and I did ride that boy out, okay? Oh God, no pun intended, y'all. Please, talking about the waves beach okay so back to what i was saying oh gosh i'm trying to say that it's easy to buy some tweezers glue lash remover lash trays it's so easy to just start 
throwing lashes on some eye lids. It's easy, right? It's easy to say it too, right? But what do you have to do to legitimize your business, y'all? I'm going to recap, just highlight a few facts. You want to identify your business by a business name. Then you want to put your business in a bracket. Is it a sole proprietorship? Is it a limited liability corporation? Is it an incorporation? How do you identify your business? Is it a DBA? Then you want to get a bank account. Oh my gosh, the biggest mistake ever is using your personal funds for business purposes. Even if you are funding your own business with your own money, put that in a business account. Because when it comes time to tax purposes, they want to know, it's, it's very simple, they want to know how much money did you make, how much money did you spend, and the profit, whatever balance is, they're going to tax that. For example, if you made $10, but you spent $7 to put back in your business, the IRS is taxing the $3 of profit that's left over from that 10 I hope that broke in 10 because listen, I know I said that. I'm going to say it again. Um, and I know I said that so simple, but again, I'm going I'm to repeat it for you. If you make $10 in your business and you put $7 of that 10 back into your business, the IRS is going to tax the $3. But how would they know that they only tax in $3 if you don't have a paper trail? Your paper trail is your bank statement, guys. I know this might be too heavy at this time of night or this time of day, wherever you are listening to this podcast. Better you need to get your statements in order, your bank statements in order. You have to have a bank account and you should structure that bank account according to how you have structured your business. Okay, that's very important. I think I've given y'all two tips so far. Get a business structure, get a bank account. Then let's talk about accounting. This is hard because taking, and I'm not going to lie, I am literally at the step of getting my books together because it's not easy. Um, Just a week ago, I had to pay the county a fee. I don't understand who thought of this. Who thought of this? I had to pay the county a fee just to do business in the county. Okay, because as of this year, my business is 100% legitimate. I will be filing taxes next year for the first time. I am scared. And when I say legit, I mean operating. It started this year. I also had to, I had to get two receipts. One to operate my business. And because I also sell lash supplies, I had to get another one just to have a retail store. These people are not playing. I had to renew this in September. That means I have to start saving money now. That way in September, I at least have the minimum amount to renew my receipts. 
okay it's just like when you have a driver's license you need a license to do business in the county insurance if you are in this profession whether you're a barber esthetician whatever have you some insurance okay <laughs> like and you don't even have to let your clients know you're insured that's not something you have to ah, even express but have forms liability forms forms that your clients sign stating that you're not liable for whatever the outcome could be and i know a lot of people are leery like eerie about that but let's be honest if you are professional in your skill you're professional in your talent what is going to go wrong could go wrong that's what the saying says but put your trust in your higher power minds is jesus that everything will go right you know and if it doesn't you're not liable because sometimes a lot of clients will come in and they won't tell you that they have underlying situations and those underlying situations can spark off based off of the service and that's a whole fact and now you have a suit because of something the client did not mention and nor did they feel obligated to mention why would I be liable And that's coming from a service standpoint. As a consumer, because I do, I do get sugared once a month. We're going personal. I prefer sugaring over waxing. I get this done once a month and my girl is the bomb. When I say that, my sugar is don't play that at all. So I feel like as a consumer, I'm not going in looking for any type of issue with my appointment going in for a service i pay for my service i pray it goes well and and we're all we're good okay and i feel the same way for my clients whether they come to me at the the salon or they come to me at the studio right okay so yes i have signed uh waivers that makes the service provider not liable as a future attorney i know a lot of attorney they uh question that but let's be honest like somebody has to be liable and service providers don't make as much money as people think they make as a lash stylist it is a rewarding career however it's just that a career just like the person that runs McDonald's same way as the person that works at Foot Locker. Look, I'm not even going to call it any more businesses because they're not sponsoring this episode. But I'm just saying, it's a job just like every any other type of job, right? Okay. That means there's expenditures. It's so hard to be an entrepreneur. It's not for everybody, but neither is a nine to five. Neither is working for somebody. When you work for somebody else, you are under their anxiety. You're under their scrutiny. You're under their tremors. Like, I had a conversation with my partner. I said partner. And uh, she told me how she had bad experiences with black people working with her. And it's so sad because I am a black woman. 
that in this industry, there's a stigma that we as black women cannot be professional, i.e. on time, i.e. respectful, last but not least, proficient in the skill, knowledgeable in the skill. Oh my gosh, I'm offended by it. So not only do I have to work above the stigma as uh, a black woman, I have to work above the traumas. Now see, those are two obstacles that I don't know if I have the strength to cross over. And that's just me being honest. This is an example of work hazing. And it happens any and everywhere. You doesn't matter if you work nine to five, doesn't matter if you work as an independent contractor, it is something that's inevitable. So is it that you want to continue working for people and going under this scrutiny? Or do you want the financial freedom, the peace, unlimited peace of creating your own environment? Y'all, I'm talking to you, but I'm also talking to myself because it's factual of the situation that I'm in. We've spoken about it before. I know in this industry, I'm have definitely painted a what's the word Uh, that's a word I'm looking for y'all give me a second I have definitely painted a profile of my brand it's and as an individual solo lash stylist back and forth working my brand 100% full-time by myself versus working for somebody and combining both when I say combining both let me be clear starting a lash business is not easy especially if you doesn't if you don't have capital now how do you get to that capital I'm wheel this back on in it starts from your bank statements you also want to get an EIN number y'all Now, an EIN number is totally free. However, there are some agencies out there that will do the work for you. They will file your LLC. They will get your EIN number, help you open up a bank account. It is a fee to get this done through an agency. And it is free to do it for yourself. And when I mean free, I mean it's time consuming. The bank account might cost some, depending on what it is. And filing with your state might cost some. Oh, definitely cost some. But it's not the same as if you would pay an agency. You would still have to pay those fees plus the agency fees, y'all. Take your time. Learn your business and do it yourself if you can. An EIN number is absolutely, totally free. But if you must, better if you must go with an agency, please check out the best in your city. Currently in my city, I rate the best as the Caviar Agency. It's ran by a top, top tier individual. I'm not going to go into much about it, but if you're in Jacksonville, Florida area, please check out the Caviar Agency as well as the Marketer. Uh, These two bosses are amazing when it comes to marketing and helping you get your business started. Please, I didn't give y'all two resources. Sponsored again. I am not going into details about these companies, but they are awesome. That's all I'm saying. Moving forward, that's just the mint and grit about 
creating your brand. We're talking about it, guys. We're talking about it. And it is so doable. You can do this. You can do this. I don't see what is stopping you. Now, if you like the luxury of a constant check coming in every two weeks, you don't have to worry about social security, paying your taxes, putting money aside for a 401k, you don't care about dental plans, like you're not wanting to see how your money is allocated, you want your employer to do that, by every and all means, become a W-2, but just know there's a thin line between the two, you know, I, I have been doing research when it comes to working for corporate America versus working for myself and I can say that the headache that I get from working for myself is so much worth it versus working for other people I don't see the benefit and this is just me as a individual unless it is a give and get and take and take give and take situation does that make sense i'm in a salon i'm giving knowledge receiving knowledge that's fair but if i'm in a situation like when i was working at uh humana that was a good job i'm not even gonna down talk humana it's an awesome call center job for anyone looking for a place but it was redundant it was the same thing nine to five same thing every day it was very much what you call comfortable it was comfortable it was a job that was getting me where i needed to go it is the job that had the foundation for pretty lashes right so now i'm moving on to just it's working for myself it's in my attitude i'm showing up late to work i'm doing good my attitude it's just there because i am just now at the brink of that i am finally just overworking for people the person that i'm working with now is amazing there's nothing wrong with the place it's just my complicity in life right now i am being so transparent to you because I feel like maybe you're in the same boat, you know? You don't know if you want to work for other people. The economy is not the best. You might be scared that you might not have clients. Whether you're a barber or lash stylist, hairstylist, it's all clientele-based. So how do you go from a short check versus to possibility, possible check? Why would you? what I ask myself why would I leave when I know I'm gonna get paid because this person has established business this person has established clientele they have so much clientele that they need help with their clientele I'm not going here to take clients from this person it doesn't matter if it's iGlam or Amazing Last Studio it doesn't matter that's not my prerogative or my intentions It is to help. By helping, I am getting a short check. That's why I'm there. Point blank, period. Whatever transpires after, before, between, doesn't matter. I'm there to help. I'm good at what I do. I get paid for it. Period. 
versus by myself. When I'm by myself, I'm at peace. I walk into my studio, it's clean, smells good, everything is in order. I don't have any tension boiling up on my back. I don't feel anybody looking at me funny, feeling funny, don't trust me, or blase, blase, whoop, whoop. We go through this, right? You know, if you are a good person, you know you're a good person. It's hard to prove in a world where people are used to bad people. I was going to a shop today and this dad had three kids in a dad van. I was in, you know, minivan. And I was parked on the passenger side of the minivan and he had just put daughter one in her car seat went over to the other side to put daughter two and three in their car seat so he was just about to close the side and I you know not even manually it's one of those minivans where you could just press the button you know and then the whole door closes something fancy like that and in the midst of putting daughter number three up in her car seat daughter number one had like a really nice plush toy and it fell on the ground and it seemed like she was just hopeless because she couldn't pick it up and she wanted to tell him but he looked like he was so busy with putting the the other kids in the car seat he wasn't paying her any attention so I just you know walked up and I know he was alarmed, so I just put my hand up, say, hey, hold on, just letting you know, I'm just picking up the baby's toy, here you go. You know, and I kept on about my merry-go-way. But what if he was not open to the goodness of a stranger? What if? Because it's so much going on in the world that it's hard to accept the goodness from people. You don't know. You know, it's hard. Oh, but I had to do it. Because in that moment, he was getting in the car, closed the door, and he was ready to go. I tell you that to say this. If you know who you are, and you know what your intentions, I promise you. Karma, well, let's say this, because a lot of people don't believe in karma. What you do comes back to you. It doesn't matter when it comes back to you full circle. If you go to somebody else's job and you spitefully push them out of a position and, you know, you take their position, not rightfully, it's not a position that's rightfully yours. It's a position that you bullied yourself into. You won't be in that position for long. You won't get blessings from that because you didn't do it with a sincere heart. What is a sincere heart if you don't know yourself? People, find yourself. If you're lost, find yourself. Okay? Um, I think I've said enough for today's podcast. Um, I didn't mean to get into all of this talking, but I was just inspired to come on and just say, hey, you know, let y'all know I'm still here and kicking, doing well, um, I do miss you all, so I will try my best to come on weekly, 
And then I'll also try my best to have guests come in here. Uh, Anchor supports this podcast. I'm sponsored. I truly appreciate it. And I want to put up, uh, I guess, I want to put up a call out there. If you're interested in being a sponsor of this podcast, please send me an email at prettylashes at gmail.com. That's prettylashes at gmail.com. In the subject bar, just put an- just put anchor slash advertisement or put anchor slash sponsor I promise you all I will respond to you as quickly as I can and we can get your advertisement aired on the podcast it's easy y'all so let's work together and let's grow okay last and final thing I want to say before I leave you are worthy you are